Hello and welcome back to the podcast. You are listening to the Catholics podcast. It's a Catholic podcast for millennials by millennials. I'm your host, Ms. Jacinta Florence, and every week I get to chat with amazing individuals who are doing great things in the vineyard of the Lord. Um, and this week I get to chat with Liz Slayton. So I actually first met Liz online. She sent me a friend request like a year ago on Facebook. She's a fellow Augustine Institute graduate. And I just noticed that she was sharing, um, evangelization type videos on Facebook. And it was about the time that I started my YouTube channel. So I was really inspired by her. And so we get to chat with her today. Um, Liz grew up in East Texas and you'll hear it in her accent, um, and studied history and philosophy at a Catholic college in Virginia. She's also a fellow, as I mentioned before, she graduated from Augustine Institute and attained her master's in leadership for the new evangelization. So Liz, welcome to the show. How are you? I am well. Thank you so much for having me. It's absolutely exciting to be here. It's good. It's good. Especially during this time where the world is kind of put on hold. It's um, definitely an interesting time that we live in. Definitely. It's quite bizarre, actually. <laughs> I know. I was telling my friend Caitlin yesterday, I was like, I'm waiting for somebody to pinch me. I know. It's like, are we, when are we going to wake up and realize that this is, you know, like reality TV or something? You know, it's just, it's weird. So it's, weird. Yeah. I think it hit me whenever masses were canceled. Yeah. That was hard. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That was so hard. Yeah, I was like texting priests and I was like, can we do underground mass? Yeah. <laughs> but that would defeat the whole purpose. Can I sit in the back of your church while you say mass? <laughs> right. <laughs> and then like even going to the chapel, it's like you have to be cognizant because that's like a public place where people are going and praying. So it's like, oh, just hyper aware of um, spreading this disease to other people, this virus. Yeah. Not this disease, the virus, but yeah, it's really hard. It's definitely, it's definitely something as Americans we're not used to, you know, because we're so used to having everything, especially with the church. We're so used to having everything just readily and easily available to us whenever we want it. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, like mass is not available, and it's slightly more difficult to get to confession. And um, a lot of our churches, um, our church is open. Uh, but it's the main building, so our Adoration Chapel is not op open because too many people were uh, gathering, so we had to open the main church and just all of these extra precautions, and it makes it, it's slightly more difficult and a little bit more stressful, so mm -hmm. it's been an interesting experience. It definitely has, and like everything has shifted, like work is closed for a lot of people. A lot of people aren't going into their offices. Um, I know with my job, I already work from home and um, I'm usually on campuses and things like that. So all of that has shut down. So I'm like really at home during this time. And like, can't, I usually will like go to a coffee shop or something like that. And that usually helps. Um, but now I'm just like really at home. So I thought it would be good to talk about like, since a lot of people are at home, like ways that we can work from home without going crazy. And I was talking to my cousin about this and he was like, have you mastered that yet? And I'm like, well, no, that's why I'm talking about it. Well, see, I don't know that I have mastered that either. So even though all of our events and everything are canceled, so I can't, I can't meet with people. I can't teach any of my classes or anything like that. I still have been able to come into my office, which has been able to add some 
structure to my day of being like in the office and not in the office. Mm -hmm. um, but we will probably go into um, some sort of quarantine here in the next few days. So pretty soon I'm going to be stuck in my apartment a little bit more permanently. So yeah, we'll talk about. Yeah. So it's just, it's a lot. And like, I know God gives the grace too. Like I was listening to Christopher West's podcast today and he was like, yeah, I just keep saying, Jesus, I trust in you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've been doing that too. So I definitely think like the spirit is working in our hearts and like there are extra graces right now to try and keep sane. So that's always a bonus. But yeah, just working from home, I just wanted to share a few quick tips and you can add some as well. But um, I mean, I had number one, have work from home buddies, but um, I don't know that that's a good thing right now. You could have digital buddies. Yes. You could have somebody that holds you accountable, uh -huh. um, whether that's via FaceTime or text or Skype. Mm -hmm. You could do that. Yeah. Yeah, for our work, since all of our, my coworkers are spread across the United States, we use Teams, and so we talk to each other on Teams, and that's really helpful. That's awesome. Yeah, and then, so, like, making a to-do list is good because it holds you accountable to the work that you're supposed to be doing, so to-do lists are good, and then I like to take breaks, like, even if it's just, like, say I start work at 8, and then like by 11, I would just like go for a little walk around the block just to like get out of the house. Yeah. 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 And then I put go make a holy hour during lunch, but I don't know if we're allowed to do that. <laughs> well, there are ways that you can, um, if you Google online, I think it's online perpetual adoration. There are like religious orders that stream uh, Eucharistic adoration online. Mm -hmm. So you could do adoration from your home. Okay, yeah, that'd, so that'd be, awesome. be an option. Yeah, and I've been doing the daily mass from home too. I recently yep. watched um, I watched Sunday mass, which was a new experience. Um, yeah. Father Mike Schmitz, and if you have a chance, I would go back and listen to that homily. It was absolutely beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So he gave a beautiful homily, and I feel like the readings have been so spot on lately. They have. They really have. Yeah. Um, and then I also put the last thing I put was listen to a podcast that does not talk about the coronavirus. Because <laughs> it's easy. And like, I love Ben Shapiro. I don't know if you know, um, or if you've listened to any of his podcasts, but I've been listening to it because it's given me the daily news and that's it. That's all I allow myself. But because I listened last Friday to a podcast about the coronavirus from the place we find ourselves podcast. And it was very informative, but kind of freaked me out. And it left me in a place where I was just like thinking too much. Yeah. And I, yeah. I think it's good to have like a healthy awareness of what's going on, but to not dwell on it. Yeah. Um, I've, I've noticed that with myself. Um, I feel like I've spent more time on the internet as of late, especially on social media, just because that's one of the primary ways we've been able to communicate with our parishioners. Mm-hmm. Um, but like being on those platforms, you see all of the news updates and the reposts and it gets very overwhelming very quickly. Um, so I have very like intentionally tried to listen to things that have nothing to do with the coronavirus. It kind of, like you said, a healthy balance is very necessary. Yeah. And so like now that we're stuck inside and we're, everything's a little bit more slow 
we can talk about like how to spend our free time outside of that time when we're working from home. Like how do we spend our leisure time? Um, I remember learning about this at the Augustine Institute. I don't know if you, I can't remember which class it was, but on the seventh day, the Lord rested. So I don't, I would be curious to hear what your thoughts are about that, about Genesis two, three, cause like the Lord created everything. And then on the seventh day he rested. So do we rest to work or do we work to rest? Like, um, and what does that look like? Yeah. What should that look like in our day-to-day lives? Yeah, that's a good question. It's one of those things I've definitely been thinking a lot about, especially recently. So um, I work at a church which means I spend a lot of my weekends working. So this past weekend was the first weekend in a long time where I had nothing on both Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was by myself in my apartment for two days and it was a little bit weird um, because normally I work. Um, It was, it's definitely kind of got my mind on this thing of what does it mean to rest? And I think it's very difficult in the American culture because we, value work so much and we're very uh production driven Mm -hmm. you know how much am I able to get done and what am I able to do so we have kind of that extreme of we're very much workaholics and very dedicated to the work that we do but then we have this opposite extreme of like rest means to do nothing you know Mm -hmm. or it means to do something mindless vegetate yeah yeah that's very 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 popular in our culture today but um the christian understanding of rest is not to vegetate as you said it's it's very different from what our culture understands as rest um and a lot of philosophers call this leisure Mm -hmm. and um in the judeo-christian sense of rest it doesn't, rest doesn't mean to do nothing. Um, rest means to contemplate. It means contemplation and thanksgiving towards God. So whenever, whenever we're told in Genesis that God rested, Mm -hmm. um, God didn't veg out and do nothing. He was pondering how great his creation was. So, which is very different from what we understand to be rest. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I don't know if this is making any sense. No, I love it. Um, I am reminded of Pope Francis and what he he said in the past. He said, you were not made to vegetate and like sit on the couch and eat potato chips. We were made for greatness. And so for me, when I rest... I am an active person. And so I, I think that the culture's version of rest has to means like, okay, well, I've heard so many times, like, this is the time to binge watch. This is the time to watch Netflix. No, it drives me crazy. So yesterday I Googled just cause I wanted to see what like mainstream media was saying about what you should do with your time. Mm-hmm. So I Googled, what should I do during And then all of the top articles said, well, binge that show you've been wanting to binge. And I was like, no, we're created for so much more than binging. Mm -hmm. Really and truly we are. 
but um, it's that's such a countercultural concept. It's really hard to kind of wrap our minds around. Anyway, I interrupted you. Go ahead. No, you're good. I interrupt plenty, so <laughs> it's fine. No, I just think that that is so. Um, yeah, it is very countercultural, in that like the thought of watching Netflix on my computer makes me want to like spontaneously combust because that just sounds terrible to me. Like I would rather talk to a friend or maybe write a letter to a friend or there's this friend that I have from the Augustine Institute who's in the um, Sisters for Life order. Now would be a good time for me to write her. You know what I mean? Like Are you talking about Lauren? Yeah. Lauren Haley. Yes. Um, isn't she like the most amazing human being you've she ever is. met? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love Lauren. Um, yes. funny story. So my last semester at the Augustine Institute, we were both in the leadership track, mm -hmm. which, which, which degree did you get from the AI? I got leadership for the new evangelization. Okay. So you had a, an internship. I did. Yeah. So my last semester at the AI, I was her mentor for her internship. Wow. What did you guys do? She, I was interning at Our Lady of Lourdes as the, like, coordinator for faith formation, and she was one of my catechists. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. So you got to know her really well. I did. Yeah, she's great. I love her. Yeah. Um, there was one day that I wasn't doing too hot. I don't remember what was happening, but she's just so in tune with the spirit that I went back to my desk because I used to be a, a student worker at Formed. And there was a little rose there and she wrote me like this sweet little note. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, yeah, she's a top notch human being. Um, so yeah. thinking of that, like obviously been blessed with amazing friends. So I want to like foster those relationships and we can do that through um, writing letters, through calling people up on the phone. I'm a big phone call person. So just fostering these relationships as opposed to vegetating in front of your screen, which isn't going to add value to your life. Right. Um, right now is the time. Well, and, and I know like now is the time to capitalize on this time that we have. And I know there's a balance with that because for me, I'm extroverted. And so if I'm not around people, that can put me in a serious state of desolation. And so I have right. to find some sort of balance of being with people, but also being creative with my time, with this time right. that God has given us during this quarantine. Yeah, this is really a gift. And because um, I've been thinking a lot of um, St. Ignatius of Loyola and his spiritual exercises. And uh, during that period that he was injured and he was uh, confined to his bed, um, that's kind of when he developed his spiritual exercises. And he, he talks about how he noticed when he pondered on worldly things, he kind of felt really bad afterwards. But when he would ponder on the things of the Lord, he felt fulfilled and at peace and there was joy. And in our modern world, you can kind of make the same analogy with Netflix. I mean, in my experience, I have never felt good after binging a series. <laughs> right. I always felt kind of crummy and like, oh, that was a complete waste of time. So just kind of learning to take advantage of this time to really do things that are going to build up our spirits and mm -hmm. um, reaching out to the people we love. This is a really great time to spend maybe a little extra time in prayer since we have the time now, because we're stuck at home. Mm -hmm. um, 
I'm trying to think what else. Yeah, no, I think these are all really great points. Um, so maybe as a challenge to some of our listeners, we can have you guys write out like some top things that you'd like to do during this time, or maybe some goals that you'd like to achieve, whether it's like finishing this book or starting a book that's been laying on your nightstand for however many months. I know before I went to the Augustine Institute, St. Augustine's Confessions sat on my table for, or my nightstand for a whole year. And then I read it and I was like, this is like gold. So, um, good one. Oh, that's like one of my favorites. St. Augustine is like my man. He's, um, he's awesome. Yeah. I feel like he's like my kindred spirit. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, reading books. Um, one of my friends says she's going to learn Italian, which, hey, like, awesome. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, and just kind of think of those projects. Like, one thing that I've, it's really been on my heart for a long time, but I just haven't had the time to do it, is a blog. I love to learn and I love to write. So that's one of the things I've really been working on now that I have more free time is building my website and creating a couple posts and my hope is to get that up and running in the next couple of weeks, but just what are those things that you're like, Oh, I'd really love to do X, Y, and Z mm-hmm. uh, and just start to work on them. Can I ask you, what's your website all about? Like what's the goal that you want to, what do you want to see come from that? Cause I noticed you've been doing a lot of evangelization on Instagram and I don't know if you still do the Facebook videos, but I'm just like, man, she is, she's so consistent. So Yeah, so it would be very similar to what I do on Instagram. So I'm not as active on Facebook anymore. I'm more active on Instagram. Instagram is just way more fun than Facebook. So so it'd be very similar to what I do on Instagram, but written. So um, I like to, one, I love to learn. So I read a lot of books. Um, And so just taking the things that I learn from what I read and then putting them in a on a, on a platform to just kind of help other people just basically sharing what I, what I know and what I've learned to help other people grow in either their knowledge of the faith. My kind of areas tend to be faith. I love to teach our faith. Mm-hmm. Leadership is really important to me. So I talk a lot about leadership. Okay. Um, yeah. Faith and leadership basically are kind of the two things that I, um, faith, leadership, theology. Um, I really love what I do in the parish, so I tend to talk about that a lot, the things sure. that I've learned, stuff like that. So it, that's what it would be. It would be very similar to what I do on Instagram, but just in a written format. Are there any favorite books that you have that you really, like, think that people should know about? Oh, oh, yeah. Um, Augustine's Confessions would definitely be one of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, that book really taught me how to pray. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, just the way he uses sacred scripture, because that's what his confessions are. It's a dialogue between him and God. Mm -hmm. So you're reading his prayer and how he talks to God and interacts with God. Um, And that, that book taught me how to pray. So in many ways, I say that St. Augustine taught me how to pray. Um, I'm trying to think, what are some other ones? But probably just sacred scripture in general. Scripture. Yeah. In general, I've been reading, um, for Lent, I've been reading the four gospels Ugh. very like intentionally with the prayer of Lord, open my mind and my heart to know what you would have me know. Mm-hmm. And when you approach scripture like that, 
it's just amazing the things that, I mean, God wants to talk to us, you know, he wants, he wants us to get to know him. Yeah. Um, We, all we have to do is open our hearts just a little bit and he'll come flooding in. So it's been really amazing to see just how he's revealed himself and just how much I've learned a lot about me. It's been very revealing for me of just how much maybe I don't exactly live as a Christian, you know? Um, so it's been really good. So sacred scripture for sure. Yeah. I mean, the reading, like I said earlier, the readings have been so spot on and I feel like uh, God is like really speaking to our hearts lately. And um, yeah, even though we don't have mass or we can't like go pray in a chapel everywhere, like God is still within us and he's still talking to us and that's his living word. And um, he wants to reveal himself to you through that living word. Um, So I think that's awesome that you're wanting to do that. And I'm excited to see how that plays out. Yeah, I'm excited for you. But as far as like Lent and this time that we're in, don't you think that Lent just got a little bit more intense? I know. I was I was thinking about it this morning while I was driving to work because yeah. I made all of these plans for Lent, you know? Same. And all of those plans went out the window about a week ago <laughs> whenever we got hit with all of this coronavirus mm-hmm. stuff. And um, it's definitely been the lentiest Lent I think I've ever linted. So <laughs> <laughs> that's what I've been saying too. I'm like, this has been such a linty Lent. I, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing, but it's also been really good. Like it's been, it's been so amazing to see the response of the Catholic church. Mm-hmm. Like when you get on social media now, there's like a mass being live streamed and people praying live and yeah to see how the body of christ has really come together and um i think people are even praying more you know yeah yeah it's been it's definitely i think this is one of those things where we'll look back on and say yeah this is what we needed and Mm -hmm. god knew what he was doing i mean god always knows what he's doing but yeah I know. And like, I don't know if you've subscribed. So there are some online things that people can do like conferences. Um, my friend, Stacy Sumeru, she had the episode about discernment. Um, that's, I don't know which episode that was on my podcast, but, uh, just, uh, tips for discernment from a former Broadway actress. Anyways, she felt called to start and start an online conference called be not afraid. And I can put that in the show notes, but it has been so good in my life. And I would encourage because they release a video a day. And so it's just really helpful to hear some inspiration from people who are all over the world and who are living their faith out and just kind of dealing with this as well and um, their response and just uh, some good motivation and good words of encouragement. So I'll put that in the show notes. But I was going to adoration on Sunday and I didn't expect there to be confession. So I was like, woohoo, there's confession. Yay. So I like sat down in the chair and, um, I just kind of sighed. I was like, ah, and I was like, well, it was like a dramatic sigh, but, um, the priest started laughing. He was like this young priest. And I was like, this has been so hard. And then he started laughing more. And I'm like, I'm sure you've been hearing that from everybody. But I was like, yeah, I'm extroverted. And I just feel like this has been really hard. And he was like, this is an extrovert's nightmare. And I was like, I know. But um, yeah, um, I feel like it's been Holy Thursday extended because a lot of my friends have 
either gone back home to be with their families or have self-quarantined. And so everybody's just kind of scattered. And I'm like, whoa, this is like the most intense Lent that I've ever experienced. Like yeah. I, like you had mentioned, you had made all these plans. I had made all these plans to do Nineveh 90, which is the mm-hmm. female version of Exodus 90, which I can't help but mention on each and every podcast. Um, but yeah, so it's just funny how like, oh, that's what I was getting at. So Stacy Sumeru was talking about relinquishing control, how she's type A and she likes to have control over everything. And guess what? We're not in control. Yeah, and we have no control. <laughs> yeah, this is a good time to surrender that control as hard as it is. Yeah, I've learned a lot about obedience this Lent too. I was... um it was very, very hard for me to watch bishops suspend the public celebration of mass. Like that was just, I couldn't, I couldn't understand how we could say that the Eucharist is the source and summit of the Christian life, but like we're, we're suspending it and the lay faithful can't participate. And it was so, so hard for me just to wrap my mind around that concept. But, you know, I think I learned a lot about obedience and it's, um, as Catholics, as baptized Catholics, we do have a responsibility and an obligation to be obedient to our bishops when they properly exercise their, their authority as a bishop. So Mm -hmm. it's been very humbling for me to just kind of step back and say, all right, Lord, you're, I know you're working through our bishops. Just help me, help me, help me let go of the control and help me to be, help me to be a good layperson. So it's been, it's been interesting. Yeah. Yeah. It just comes down to trust, doesn't it? Definitely. Definitely. And it's so hard, especially if you're used to going to mass every day. And I'm sure you've been tempted because you work at a parish. So you're probably like, hey, Padre, can you hook me up? (laughs) So this is actually like super funny. This, This entire situation has been tremendously humbling for me because in all things God is faithful and that's just like been the theme of the past literally three weeks of my life and all things God is faithful so as my diocese was coming up closer and closer to making the decision of suspending public masses here in my diocese I was just I I was having such a hard time wrestling with this concept um and so finally I got to the point where I was like okay Lord whatever your will is if if this means that I don't go to mass this whole time, like this is what it means, I'm ready. So I got to this point and then uh, my pastor decided that he wanted to um, live stream all of our masses here for our parishioners on Facebook. Well, um, because of my work on Facebook and because I've done a lot of my own live streaming, I had experience in that area. So he asked me to be the person that live streams mass here at our parish. So. I have actually been able to attend mass every day since the suspension. Praise God. It's been just this, like, I've got goosebumps just describing it to you. It's just this whole, like, letting go of control because, um, you know, God, God is faithful and he knows what we need and he'll take care of us. And he, um, I keep telling this to our parishioners when they contact me stressed or worried, you know, God, God does not ask us to do anything that he's not prepared to give us sufficient grace to endure. Mm-hmm. Um, and just being willing to trust that, have faith and hope in that and to let go, which is very hard. It's very, very hard to let go. I'm, I'm very 
type A. I like to be in charge. I like to be in control. Mm-hmm. I kind of panic when I don't have control. So lots of good lessons being learned this Lent. So, Well, praise God that you're still able to go. And um, I'm sure you're offering up your mass for all those who can't go. Absolutely. So. Every, every mass. I'm like, Lord, this is for everyone who can't be here. So it's, it's been, it's been, I've been blessed and I don't know how else to say it other than to say that I've just been blessed. So I love it. Um, well, Liz, where can our listeners go to follow you on Instagram? Sure. On Instagram, they can find me at liz.slaten, S-L-A-T-E-N. And that's the primary place I'm active. So if you like to listen to someone ramble about theology and leadership and all things working for the church, that's that's the place to be. (laughs) Amen. Awesome. Well, I would love to have you come back um, on another time. We have plenty of time to record now, now that we are quarantined. Um, (laughs) Is there any last words that you'd like to share with our listeners during this time? I would just say really take advantage of this time to kind of sit down and evaluate where you are in your relationship with God. Um, there's a lot that we can, I know I'm an introvert, so this tends to be very easy for me. I gravitate towards silence and solitude. I know not everyone is like that, but, uh, we're kind of forced into a situation where everyone is experiencing more silence and more solitude. So just take advantage of that time to really dive into you and where your relationship is with the Lord and just see what ask God to reveal himself to you there. And yeah, yeah, that's what I would, that's what I would say. Oh, thank you so much, Liz. Well, um, God bless your work that you're doing down there at that parish in Texas and, um, stay safe and healthy. You too. I will. I will try. Thank you for listening to the Catholics podcast, a Catholic podcast for millennials by millennials. That was a wonderful conversation with Liz Slayton. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Please leave a rating. Um, If you are an iTunes or a Spotify user, please leave a rating so that this podcast can reach other individuals. That's how the podcast gets out is by your ratings. So that would be wonderful if you could do that. Feel free to also follow Liz on Instagram at Liz Slayton and I will put that in the show notes and um, I hope that this episode gave you a lot to think about as far as how to best spend this time during quarantine. I know um, it seems like we've been in this for over a month um, but it has been only a few weeks so we're kind of settling into this new rhythm of life and uh, more of the silence and I just want to encourage everybody to you know really embrace the silence and um use these next two weeks for for building up that interior life with Christ as we dive deeper into Holy Week. So um that that's my thoughts with with this whole quarantine and um not being able to go out and be around other people as much. So I would just encourage all of us to take a step back and you know, God might be asking us to slow down, it sounds like, to slow down from our busy lives, from the chaos, from running here, there, and everywhere. So I would just encourage us to um, utilize this time as a chance to rest and be with the Lord and not to constantly distract ourselves with phone calls and Zoom meetings and just to 
just a be. We're human beings. We're not human doers. So allow yourself this, this, allow yourself to have permission to just be. Um, So those are my two cents with that. And um, yeah, hope you enjoyed this episode and I will talk to you guys next week. God bless.